0: So we decided to take the night and uh, sleep on the fact that for the sixth consecutive year, the Toronto Maple Leafs season comes to an end in the first round of the postseason. Lots to unpack here. Um, This loss feels different than the five others to me. Um you know when they when they got eliminated by the Habs last year going into this season it was it was pretty clear cut in my mind it was playoff success or bust and i don't think it's as black and white as that if you really sit down and look at the season as a whole and you look at the way they played against um the lightning in this first round which in my opinion makes this all the more painful um it's not as cut and dry as that, and we're. I think we're going to have some really interesting conversations as we move into the offseason
1: uh, about the future of this hockey team. To me, that series comes down to a minute of high-staking penalties. They don't take two high-staking penalties. I think they win the series. Yeah. And in years past, it's been about lack of individual performance and the lack of ability to show up at a big hockey game. And they were right in it till the end. I just think that just a couple missed opportunities as a team and and a minute of bad penalties was, was what caused them the series.
0: Yeah. And I just thought, you know, game seven, you texted me this last night, the Tampa Bay lightning put on a clinic as to how you win a big game.
1: Yeah. There there was, nothing getting to their net. Yeah. Like nothing. The way they just shut you down, the way they clog every shooting passing lane with their bodies and sticks, just unbelievable defensive effort. Yeah. Like unbelievable.
0: Yeah, I wanted to, like I said, we've got lots of time to discuss, like, is somebody going to get fired? And are they going to break up the core? Or are they going to whatever? We'll talk a little bit about that today. But yeah, this let's talk about the series and where it went wrong. And you just highlighted the, the minute of high sticking penalties and i i'm with you on that the officiating definitely played a role in this series i i'm like you and i've never been come on here and yell and scream about the ref guys but the 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 penalty on justin Hole last night that that disallowed the Tavares goal goal was absurd and yeah the 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 call on david camp in game six, that was like a phantom call where he got his stick up on the guy's shoulder. Like they didn't have the bounces go their way. And he just, it just feeds more and more into this curse narrative that you and I have been pushing, but it's also, they played a savvy veteran team that knows how to win big games. It's that simple.
1: Yeah. I, I'm, I think the officiating was, was a big factor early on, but I think, I think they could have won. Like, I think it didn't really matter in the end. To me, the biggest difference in the series from the Leafs winning and losing was ultimately special teams. Yeah, their their power play, like their them their down power play, the top power play in the NHL. Like, they just they couldn't click. No, they couldn't even find. Like, r- look at the way Tampa Bay's power play ran in the last two games. Like, the Leafs did not were hemmed in for two straight minutes on every single power play they had, and the amount of great shots they got towards the net and the leafs just they went back to just passing it around and then and just not finding any sort of shooting lanes for anybody yeah. and i thought they had so many chances in the last 3 games on power plays to to take advantage of an opportunity and they just they couldn't do it they just they really couldn't do it um let's talk about jack campbell he i thought
0: he had a really good series but He's an interesting conversation topic going into the offseason, and he's going to be judged on how he performs in the big games. And again, I thought he I thought he was really good. I did. I thought it was really good. But I
1: thought Andre Vasilevsky, particularly in grade se- in Game 7, was great. And- I don't think Jack Campbell should have any sort of blame. I thought he played more yeah. than well enough to win this yeah. series. Yeah, me too. I think that's bullshit anybody blaming the goaltender. Yeah. There's, they had so many opportunities, man. Mm-hmm. They, they, they couldn't cash and they both had equal save percentages in the series both guys were 897 yep. their numbers were pretty much the exact same it was just came down to which team was going to score the big goal yeah you know yeah i <sighs> here's here's the my problem with game 7 was where's nick paul on the leafs oh a guy like, every who just has single, the game of his life every yeah. single elimination game this team has they just don't get that performance they like from somebody on the third line or the second line or the goalie or a defenseman they just they can never find that Nick paul performance well,
0: and I think that's another narrative about this series is the disappearing of the depth hockey players like games one, two, and three, we were sitting here raving about oh paulmkaev yeah. uh camp um Kasha like those guys and and the difference they were making. Pierre, I have Pierre Engvall did a nosedive. Yeah, in this game
1: league. one, I thought he was. We came on here. And I said Pierre Engvall was one of the best players on the ice. Yeah, I the problem I had with that line was as the series went on, five on five, they were just no threat to no. score at and, all. And and they
0: had they had a good couple of games, and Keefe seemed to rely on them a lot. Like I felt like watching these games every time I turn around, that line is on the ice and i just thought that that like just he just relied on them and sheldon Keefe is is going to be a huge conversation topic for me going into this off season i i got some i got some takes on sheldon Keefe. but mm-hmm. yeah the the disappearance of the depth depth hockey players and you're right nick paul goes out there and he almost got a third one yeah. when it, when he slammed into campbell and went into the net he just decided he was going to go out and have the game of his life
1: yeah and they just they never get that performance no. they just don't and it's just it's it's amazing to watch how many ways this hockey team can lose a game. It's yeah. just wild. You don't show up. You One year, you don't show up. One year, you, you score some goals, but your goaltending sucks. And then this year, it's like they had a pretty good game and a pretty hard-fought series. And I thought a minute of penalties decided this whole series for them, but... They just can't find – it's amazing. They just can't grab it. No, they can't. They cannot do it. And it kind of
0: set in to me last night. I'm watching the third period. I was with a bunch of people last night watching the game, and and we're watching the third period. And halfway through, you're recognizing as you watch, you're like, okay, they're only down a goal. We got an entire period to tie this thing up. There's more than enough time. Let's do this. But you're just watching, and they're just they're on the perimeter – Tampa's just
1: forcing them to the outside. They're not getting any quality looks through the middle. They were no. Yeah. Yeah. Amount of times a guy, a defenseman mostly would, would get the puck at the point and have some room to skate in. But as soon as he started skating in, he did, he just froze completely and ended up going, trying to wrap around the net. They just stick passing lane, body shooting lane. They just couldn't get anything through yeah and the and the goal that Riley scored like what a shot that was yeah but you're not you're not getting that many of those against and so when you do get them you have to cap. I know yeah. and plus like the other goal got disallowed was it uh, uh it was a penalty technically if you really had to dissect it but in that situation it was like come on pretty ticky tack like it's just eventually like things even out in the series I thought that could have gone their way but it didn't
0: Going into this series, I posed the question to you and I said, if they get eliminated but they go down swinging and have a hard-fought series, would it change your perspective on the future of this hockey team? I would like to revisit that question with you right now because that's exactly what happened. For me, it does. You can go on and look at our video last year. Some of you in the comments have astutely thrown in my face that I came on here after they got eliminated to Montreal last year and said, blow the whole damn thing up. I don't feel that way this year. I think like you can't disregard the fact that they had the greatest regular season in franchise history. But at the same time, I do think that there needs to be some sort of repercussion for a sixth straight first round elimination. And yes, context is king here. They they could have won that series, but they didn't. And it's the second year in a row where they've had a lead on a team and had a chance to sort of put it away and they weren't able to do it. And so I do think that there should be some change. I'm not in the camp of, of, uh, in the camp. <laughs> I'm not in the camp. He's of, got one more year, so yeah, he's not yeah, going anywhere. No, I'm not in the camp of, of blowing it up, but it's really hard. This is going to be really interesting. I, I'm really, really interested. And we're going to be back to do an episode this week to talk about all the, the postmortem and comments of, of Kyle Dubas and Brendan Shanahan and Sheldon Keefe. Um, I'm really interested to hear, because last year was killer instinct, killer instinct. We need to develop that killer instinct. And I do think that still applies this year, but I anticipate if I look at my crystal ball, I see a lot of, you know, we took the two-time defending cup champs right to the brink, and we think we're right there, and we think, but, and I agree with that, but I also think that there's some DNA change that needs to go on with this hockey team. Like, your point about Nick Paul and how they don't have a a guy who steps up the way he does. Yeah. And do you look at
1: moving out the bottom six? Like, what do you do with the defense? I mean, the way expiring deals are coming, like, they, they might have no choice but to kind of move around the bottom six. Yeah. So, I mean, the way... What I saw is I saw the Leafs need two more defensemen who have some speed yeah they, they have too many guys back there who are aren't fleet of foot and that was one thing about their team that i noticed like, like labushkin slow Hull, slow slow hole is is the slowest hockey player i've ever seen tj brody's not too fast but at least but he's not like he's fine yeah. it's just i think you need i i need one or two guys back there with a little more speed and 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 a little more ability to get back and not be so flat-footed against fast hockey players.
0: Um, a huge criticism last year in the series loss to the Montreal Canadiens was the performance of the Stars. I don't think that
1: that criticism
0: is valid at all this year. You know, we talked early in this series about John Tavares, and I thought games 5, 6, and 7,
1: he was fantastic. I think the only thing they could be criticized about is the power play. I yeah. just I don't think they just don't know how to call an audible. You know, it's just Kneelander on one side, Matthews on one side. It would just Matthews, Riley, Riley, Kneelander, Kneelander, Mat- like it's just back and forth. Shot blocked out of the zone. It's like they need to learn they needed to learn how to call an audible yeah. in that situation. They just had no dangerous chances. And just that that's the only thing I didn't love about them, but in terms of like last year was effort like yep. you were just looking at plain effort and get them getting completely shut down and and I thought all of them were pretty consistent and pretty pretty good at, at at stretches of this series. Um, did you see
0: the clips of Matthews and Arner after the game last night? They're pretty emotional. It was I was taken aback at how particularly Austin Matthews. I was taken aback at how he was
1: fighting back tears. Like he was he was gutted. I mean here's the thing about this team as long as those two guys are at the helm they they're, they're going to be in this position every single year. Like that that's no matter what you do with this roster, no matter what you change, what guys get moved in, moved out, debt pieces, uh forwards, as long as these two guys are your one and two, you're probably going to be in this situation for for a for a couple more years. So I think it sucks for those guys because they thought they gave the the effort that like last year was everybody was looking at them being like where were you guys and then they show up this year and it, and it still didn't work for them and it was it was two high sticking penalties yep. that just cost them cuz i honestly believe they would have won that game if yep. those two penalties weren't called and and they just like how do you digest that loss if you're them like it's easy to look at yourself and and say i didn't give enough effort even though everyone's on you and the fan base is annoying but it's like we just thought we gave Austin Matthews going around throwing the body everywhere. Marner was playing on the ice every ten seconds yeah. on PK time, power play time, and it still just wasn't good enough. So where do those guys go in the off season? What's their mindset?
0: Well, again, and I think I think that when you look at this this um, before you you want to be super emotional. When you look at this season, I do think you have to factor that in. And the fact that they, you said it before the playoffs, they have the hardest draw of any other team. Yeah. And anyone else, you would have liked their chances. And they just, this was, this was a tough series against a
1: tough opponent. The problem with this series too, is if they lost this series three years ago, yep. it would have been, we, all of us would be very different. Yep. It'd be. I said that going They into just the took a yep. massive step forward. Yep. But it's it's not
0: year 3. I said that going into the playoffs. I was like because of the past 5 years they've put themselves in a position where this is an uphill battle against yeah. the Tampa Bay Lightning and if they lose we're all going to be sitting here exactly like you and I are sitting here right now. Like disappointed and like I don't know I don't know what to it's so I I am so conflicted and confused and I don't know Part of me is, like, raging angry. Part of me is, like, heartbroken for these guys. Like, part of me is, like, do you do wholesale change with respect to management? And part of me is, like, no, do you just stay the course because they had such a great regular season? It's, like, what, what do you do? I don't know what to do. I'm very, very interested to see what happens with the likes of Brendan Shanahan. Kyle Dubas, and Sheldon Keefe. Yeah. Very interested. It's pretty wild. It's Ryan, even though our beloved Toronto Maple Leafs have been eliminated, we still got an entire slate of Game 7s today. So I got up this morning and I said, which one? Like, you know what? I want to get invested in some of these games, and I'm going to be doing this for the rest of the postseason now, especially since the Leafs have been eliminated. So I fired open my BetStamp app, and I'm going New York Rangers money line on Bet Regal. They have the best odds on the app. Yeah,
1: minus 137 and, Rangers on Bet Regal. And
0: Sidney Crosby is injured, and I'm on the New York Rangers. I was on them to win game six and force a game seven. And sure enough, that's exactly what they did. I think the combo of no Sidney Crosby plus Louis Deming in the net for the Pittsburgh Penguins is not a winning recipe. So I'm going New York Rangers money line on Bet Regal.
1: Well, hopefully today ends my absolute garbage losing streak. I hope you guys haven't been following my picks because I have just been ice cold, but I'm circling back just like my last pick. The Edmonton Oilers won Game 7, so I think the other team in Alberta is going to take it. Game 7, they're just better than the Dallas Stars. Yes. I don't get why this series isn't over yet. I know the, the Stars goaltender's playing out of his mind, but I'm going Calgary, money line 184. I know they're the favorites, but I I just think that it's just...
0: Since the Leafs are eliminated, the hockey gods are going to give us the Battle of Alberta.
1: It's just I I don't understand why this series has gone seven games, regardless how good the goalies played. So I'm going Calgary, minus 184 on Bet Regal. The way you can do exactly what Ryan and I just did is, you go to
0: you go into your app store, you download the Betstamp app, or you click the link below. Upon sign up, use promo code BUDS. The Betstamp app is the best way to line shop across all your various sportsbook accounts. It's it's really the best way to do it because you want to get the max value for your money, and the only way to do that is to have multiple accounts with multiple books. And the best part about this app is the you can keep track of all the books.
1: What like we said, we're going bet regal for both games because they have the best line. Yeah, the, the most amazing part about this app too is I didn't even know half these like books existed. And yeah. now it's like now I have so many different options to get the best odds I could possibly get for this Calgary money line bet I'm on. So once again, hit the link in the description below, below or
0: download the Bet Stamp app. Use promo code BUDS and that'll give you access to all the various sports books. You can keep track of it all in there. Like I said, it's it's an aggregate of the books. It's like, for someone like me who just needs this sort of organization, that's what I love the most about this app. It there's nothing else like it, especially now when the, the sports betting industry is absolutely booming, there's no better tool than the BetStamp app. So, hit that link in the description below. Use promo code BUDS and line shop to your heart's content and get the best value for your money. Can I give you my one emotional take? Yeah. I I promised myself and I promised you that we weren't going to come on here today. We were, we were pretty... We're pretty broken after game six, so I wanted to have more of a level head today. But I do have one sort of knee-jerk hot take I'd like, to, I'd like to say. I would like to see Sheldon Keefe removed as head coach of this hockey team. I think somebody needs to pay the price for two years in a row of being up in the series and not being able to close out your opponent, and I think it should be him. I did not like his situational coaching in this series at all. Um, I think they would benefit from a new voice. There's lots. I can't remember a time when there's so many like, like high end coaching prospects available. That's
1: the thing. It's Barry
0: Trotz, Rick Tockett, like so mm -hmm. many like well respected guys that are just sitting there waiting to be for the taking. Mike Babcock. (laughs) Well, he might end up in the island. Um. So I, that's my one knee jerk. I, I know everyone was waiting for. Me to come on here and yell and scream about things, and th- that's the only thing you're getting from me today is I I would like to see Sheldon Keith removed as the head coach of this hockey team, and because like I know people are gonna comment and be like, well, it's the players, and it's like, yes, but I think there's gonna be change to the players anyway, because as you your point about yeah, like you have they've expiring contracts, mm-hmm. the way it's set up with the bottom six is always gonna be sort of interchanging. What's Jason Spezza's future? Does he re up for another year? Yeah. Um. I think, he, I think he's got gas in the tank. Yeah. Like I, I could totally see him doing it. What do they do with Mark Giordano? Yeah. Yeah. Can they move out a contract? Do they consider breaking up the big four? And then when you start talking about that, you start looking at William Nylander. And whether you like that or not, Nylander's the obvious choice because he has the most tradable and appetizing contract for other teams. Yeah, No one's going to take John Tavares. Even though John picked his game up, no one's taking him at $11 million, And they're not moving Matthews and Marner. So no, they're
1: stuck with John Tavares. Yeah. yeah. So and I, I never want to see Alex Kerfoot in a Maple Leaf uniform. Ever so there
0: you either. go. I, so I I think, see it enough. I do think that I think that there is going to be lots of roster change. So I'm not going to hone in on that right now, but I am going to hone in on Sheldon Keefe. And I I think it's you gotta A coach deserves to be fired when your team has the most successful regular season in franchise history and then can't get it done in the playoffs. And I just think, like, let's get a new voice in here. This two years in a row now with him behind the bench of, like, the power play disappearing in big moments. Like, last year down the stretch, power play was nowhere to be found. This year in the playoffs, power play is nowhere to be found. I don't think
1: they've scored a power play goal in an elimination game, like a game seven and ever. Yeah, in this run here.
0: So I just think, and I know Dubas and and Key for boys,
1: and like have been together forever. But That's I'm, gonna be a tough firing, man. Yeah, I, I I don't see one getting fired without the other. <sighs> I just don't. So then maybe. And and, and, and in fairness too. It's like this is Sheldon. This was Sheldon Keefe's first real season as a head coach yeah, in the but, NHL. Yeah,
0: sure, but, but like he's he's been here for a few years now, and it, it's just.
1: I don't believe me. Per- I don't believe he's the guy that can get them over. It's the just, hump. If Sheldon Keefe, the the question I ask myself when you're talking about this is: if he gets fired tomorrow, what are you gonna miss about him? Nothing. Like it's just. Yeah. Like, do I like? The- I personally like the guy. I, but so do I. I, I feel like is- I would like playing for him. We're- I thought in the all or nothing, some people thought he came off as a bit a little bit annoying. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought he was like the right amount annoying. I like the way. He, he thinks about this team. I think he, if he put some true serum in him, he would have the same opinions that a lot of Leaf fans have in terms of what this team needs. But at the end of the day, if you can, if there's good replacement options, Sheldon Keefe gets let go tomorrow. There's not going to be. There's not many things in my mind. where are being like, man, I'm really going to miss his this or what a resume or whatever. It's just and like, I'm sorry, kind of and- like whatever. I'm sorry. This is a, this is a results oriented
0: business. The Postseason results haven't been there. Someone has to pay the price for that. I'm sure there's people watching this saying Kyle Dubas as well. You could make the case to remove Kyle Dubas. I'm not in favor of that because I think he has said this all season on this podcast. I think he did a really great job of bringing in guys. But I was going to say he did a really good job of bringing in depth guys to surround the core. But then... We're talking about Nick Paul and how they don't have a guy like Nick Paul who steps
1: up in that moment. Now, Kyle Dubas is not so much know. about they don't have. A, I think they have a Nick Paul. It's just they don't step up in yes, the big moment. Yes. I don't think Nick so, Paul is an elusive hockey player that you want on your team. I just frustrated that I think there's plenty of Nick Pauls on the lease, but just they don't step up in that big moment.
0: I'm so I'm glad you said that because the fact Pierre Engvall did a bit of a nose dive in this series is that Kyle Dubas's fault? No, I think. He, and and i just i really don't want to go through the removing of the general manager and bringing in a new guy and because we just tried the new school we're going to revert back to the old school and they'll hire some old guy who's been around the league before and we have to have the introductory press conference and we have to philosophy change and blah blah, blah. like i don't
1: at the same time though i'm pretty done with this era of the Leafs. i'm pretty done with his press conferences i'm pretty done with with his way of running this hockey team, like I'm also pretty over that too. So you're you're what, what you're I honing mean, in on. Dubas. Am, am I someone who who like wants him gone? Like no, if they, he stays around, it's, I don't care. But if he also gets fired, I won't care either. Well, I
0: think you know we talked about Tampa putting on a clinic last night. I think, I think what you're saying is in there. Like th- this high octane version of the Leafs. The way that the roster is constructed, whereas, like, if we have the puck more than you, we're going to win. And it's, like, theoretically on paper, that makes sense. Yeah. But you watch a game
1: last night. It's like, sure, you can have the puck all game, but you're going to stay on the perimeter. Like, you also just said, like, it's a results-oriented business. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't care if he replaced Ryan. Ryan, if we're going to talk results-oriented business, we need to go one step higher and look at Brendan Shannon. I know. It's just like... I. I think Dubas has done a decent job. Like he's put together a, a team that makes the playoffs every year that's knocking on the door. They do go to an elimination game every single year. It's yeah. not like they it's pretty swept. wild yeah, yeah. like how they get eliminated every season. But I, I'm also on one side saying if he gets canned, I'm I'm not gonna yeah, I'm, I think I'm good with it. Everything like, I don't know.
0: that's what I meant earlier when I said um everything's on the table. So time will tell um, yeah. and it remains to be seen. And yeah too bad (laughs) heartbroken
1: (laughs) yeah i just you just knew it you just i don't i i you were just watching that game but there's just like i couldn't foresee a way they were gonna win that hockey game i I just couldn't see it when riley scored to tie it up i got a little bit of hope i'm like okay there's the one and then and then like just what is it like three four minutes later it's two one yeah it's just like man yeah (sighs) yeah but, I mean, they got they got a lot of just, like, Jack Hamels at UFA. Yep. You know, like, they got Blackwell's at UFA. Oh, I see, dude, Lepushkin's I see a scenario where they see Giordano. Yeah. I see an... UFA, I see, I see a, Mikheyev,
0: Giordano. I see a, a reality with this team where, you know, we... It looks very different yeah. when they come back next year. Yeah. I do. Like, obviously, I think... You can, you can take seeing 16, 34, and 91 in the Jer- jersey next year. You can take that to the bank. I know there's a lot of people who are going to get upset about 88. But, guys, I'm sorry. Like, if you want to make, like, re- real change to the DNA of this team and people will be like, well, what what are you going to get back from? And it's, like, cap space, potentially. The team that is right up against the cap. And I don't – I'm not a William Nylander
1: hater. I thought William Nylander played as well as he could pl- – obviously, at a couple – Physical embarrassments yeah. at some point in the series, but all in all, William Nylander played as as well as he could. I thought the yep. series. But I, if you
0: really want to change the DNA, yeah, of this he's the team, only movable his, contract. Yeah, he's the only movable. I, contract. I'm
1: done with Kerfoot too. Like yeah. that, that you look, you look at you go on cap friendly, and you look at their forwards, and he's their fifth highest paid forward. It's yeah. like get out of here, this guy. Yeah. Sucks. think yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I, I small. Uh, yeah, <laughs> go th- make a back pass an elimination game again. You. Dummy. Oh, all right. We're gonna get out of here.
0: We'll be back later this week to do a full po- post-mortem after we hear about the uh, we hear the sort of locker cleanout press conferences and what Kyle Dubas has to say. I don't think there's gonna be any sort of swift change. Like I- I'm not anticipating a story coming down
1: tomorrow. Or... Hey, I just thought of something. It's good news. What? This was the last year they're paying Phil Kessel 1.2. Million. Oh, there you go. There's 1.2 to go and there's get some. There's 1.2 else. To, to you get back.
0: Yeah. Another thing in last year they signed Wayne Simmons to a 2-year deal and it's like Wayne Simmons was a nothing hockey player for this team this year. He had moments where yeah. he he was physical and it's nice to have like don't give me no disrespect no. to Wayne Simmons but like he was a nothing hockey player for this team this year. So no. it's like you're going to have to like evaluate all that and we're going to sit back and we're going to we're going to watch. Yeah. So our YouTube channel has been bonkers for this entire playoff run, and I just want to say thanks so much to everybody, even you trolls who love coming on and talking talking your shit in the comments. Um, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty entertaining and pretty funny. Uh, if you haven't subscribed already, please hit that like and subscribe button below. Same thing if you're listening on the audio version. We're not going anywhere. We're going to be around. Um, we'll be back this week, as I said, and we'll talk to you guys then. See you later.